Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? I hope you woke up just as happy as I did. Maybe just a smooch, sleep-deprived, but worth it. Because the Seattle Kraken defeat the Colorado Avalanche and advance in the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's get into how we got there and what's coming up this week on Locked on Kraken. From the depths of the standings in year one to the base of that playoff mountain in year two, the Seattle Kraken have clinched their very first spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Monday, Seattle hockey fans, Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. We are your only daily Seattle Kraken podcast, a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, bringing you your favorite teams and leagues every single day. Now, I want to thank those of you who are everydayers. Some of you were with me in the live stream that we had or the live reaction, the watch party that we were having on YouTube. You told me your everydayers. We talked about what we're going to do for the rest of the playoffs, at least for round two. We'll get into that coming up on today's episode. But the Seattle Kraken get a 2-1 win over the defending champions. As I mentioned, we were watching this game on uh, YouTube and on playback. And I have a little bit of a reaction. Uh, I want you to see and feel the excitement that we had watching all together. We've got some people in the comments. So here's the live reaction of the moment when the Seattle Kraken got that 2-1 victory over the Colorado Avalanche. Corner. Five. Three. Two. One. It's over! It's over! It's over! Silence. It's honestly all I could muster right now. Wow. Oh my gosh. Shock the world! Thanks, Green Olive. Congratulations. That's cracking hockey, baby. Woo! Welcome to Upset City Population Kraken and Panthers. I love that. Congrats on first ever playoff win, Seattle Kraken. Thank you. Oh my gosh, my heart is. Uh, I had to make sure. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Scared my cat again. Wow! Let's go, boys. Bye bye, Kale McCarr. All right, so there you go. That was my live reaction on the watch party. You can see that when you're watching with us on YouTube, we have the ability to put your comments up, people scaring their cats. That's cracking hockey, baby. We had plenty of those calls. I was hanging on to Biscuit. Thank you so much. Women's Pro Hockey Seattle gifted me this my last trip in Seattle and I was holding on to Biscuit for Dear Life. It has a squishy component, if you can see that, for those watching on YouTube, for those listening, just trust me. It's a little squishy 
puck with women's pro hockey Seattle logo. And then it's got, it's got some hands and it's got some feet. Nice. I love this. Usually it's up there. Also in my video, you probably noticed that that bulletin was knocked over. Have no idea how that happened. Probably when I was throwing my hat the other game, we're having a good time. The Seattle Kraken, get it done. Let's talk a little bit about how we got there. But first I want to show you some headlines, headlines from around the world, or at least a few places. Um, Okay, post-series instant analysis. Seattle at Colorado round one. Historic season continues as Kraken become first team to beat the defending Stanley Cup champions in inaugural playoff series. That's from a friend of the pod, of course, the one and only Allison Lucan. But here's another one coming from Bob Condor, the final buzzer. And improbable became incredible and for real and epic and historic here in the home of the 2020. 2022, excuse me, Stanley Cup champion Sunday. Playing in their first ever playoff series, the Kraken took out Colorado in a seven-game series, hanging on to a 2-1 lead in a nervy third period. Oh, yes, hence Biscuit. That included an apparent tying goal called Black and way too many near misses for Seattle fans liking. We'll get into that a little bit more. We'll get into the stats. That's coming up here. Here we go from this is actually from Larry Stone. I'm going to read you the the uh, the first little gaff here, but Kraken's game seven win keeps playoff hockey on Seattle's center stage. Denver, as one Seattle icon said on occasion of another exhilarating groundbreaking playoff series win more than a quarter century ago, it just continues. The Kraken's joyride moves on, given a new tank of gas with Sunday's unfathomably tense 2-1 victory over the Colorado Avalanche. They keep going. Kraken oust Avalanche in Game 7. Defending champs can't solve Philip Grubauer as depth runs out. Woo! Let's go. The Seattle Kraken ousted the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche with a 2-1 win in Game 7 of their first round playoff series Sunday. Here's what you need to know. They talk about Bjorkstrand, Rantanen, McKinnon, of course, Philip Grubauer. And Seattle became the first franchise in NHL history to earn its first playoff series win against a reigning champion per the NHL. The Kraken will play the Stars in the second round. More on that to come. So I took you around the world. Kind of, I was, uh, the, the, what's going on? The, the New York times, my original hometown paper don't have a story up about our series yet. Not that I found. So if you find one, let me know. Are we feeling the excitement? I am pumped. I thought it was going to go six Colorado and six. Yes, I did say Colorado and six with the caveat that if it goes seven, it's anyone's game, but probably ours. So um, shock the world. Dave Haxtell after the game was asked about belief and he talked a little bit more about that, but make sure you're checking out YouTube, the locked on Kraken YouTube page. Um, and over there doing a poll early returns, uh, are in favor of Philip Grubauer, but 
Question of the day. How are we feeling today, Kraken fans? Vote for the Kraken photo that best describes your mood after the Seattle Kraken defeated the Avs. We've got the Ryan Donato. You know, that's one of my favorites. We've got the Philip Grubauer yeeting the fish. If you were watching on Root Sports, you probably pick up that reference. We've got Jaden Schwartz looking up in admiration at the scoreboard. And the Ellie Tolvin and Selly. Woo! How are you feeling? All of the above, quite honestly, for me, including in the Ryan Donato photo, which I use all the time. If you look really closely, there is a fan. I forget where we were playing, somewhere in Canada. There's a fan giving him the finger. And I kind of feel like there's probably some Avs fans, some hockey fans that are a little bit mad. They're big mad, bruh. They're big mad at us this morning. And you know what? We're unfazed. We're absolutely unfazed. I loved one of the articles saying we are fueling up the gas tank. The Seattle Kraken are already making their way to Dallas. They are going to have media availability later today at the time that I'm recording this. So listen, it's going to be exciting. But I do want to give some love to the Locked on Avalanche show. They reached out last night after the win. I thought that was really gracious of them to do. And um, I want to share a little bit of what they had to say. Um, And it was Chris, excuse me. So Chris and I, you know, did the squad cast. We'll talk about what's to come regarding squad casts. But uh, here's Chris from Locked on Abs. He and I did the squad cast previewing the Colorado Avalanche Seattle Kraken series. If you want to check that out. Just to refresh your memory, see which one of us, what we were talking about. I'll put that link in the show notes. But here's Chris in what we call our Locked On Now is the immediate reaction, a little more edited reaction, because uh, I showed you my raw reaction. And then we have one that's posted on social media. But here's what Chris had to say post game. All right. The Colorado Avalanche season comes to an end. After a two to one loss to the Seattle Kraken in game seven at home in Colorado. And the two things that people will be talking about for this game an offsides call and Philip Grubauer. Philip Grubauer was spectacular in this game. And the Avalanche threw everything that they could at him, and he was up for the task. They did seem to crack him a little bit at the end of the second where they got a power play goal. And then early in the third, you had a game tying goal, but it got called back because of an off sides by Arturi Lekkinen. You got to feel for Arturi Lekkinen today, but he was off sides. It was the right call. And the Avalanche couldn't put another one past Grubauer. So that's it. The Stanley Cup will be in a new city for this season and for the avalanche, it is going to be an off season of questions. There's a lot of unrestricted free agents that they have to sign. So uh, I think, you know, your, your top players are still, they're under contract. They're not going anywhere, but this team might have a very different look to it next year because a lot of those unrestricted free agents, they either won't be back because of age, because of performance or because the avalanche just can't afford them. So one way or another, it will be a different-looking Avalanche team. They will still be in the mix for a strong playoff push if they can just stay healthy. That was the big issue for this year for the Avalanche is they were hardly ever a healthy team. And to do what they did and win the division, you got to give them a pat on the back for that. But the season's over, and now you look forward already to next year. 
So that's what Chris had to say. I thought there were a lot of interesting nuggets there because we also heard from Colorado camp immediately following the game. And yes, already the conversation is, you know, this was a special team. We don't know how many guys will be back. We know this is a business, yada, yada, yada. Now we've already seen that the Seattle Kraken have poached some players in the in free agency in the offseason from Colorado. Question number two of the day. First question of the day is how are you feeling? Head over to YouTube in our community tab to vote using the Kraken photos that we have up there or post to one that better reflects how you feel. That's question number one. But question number two is, especially given how Colorado played, the fact that they still have some players that have that Stanley Cup experience, are there players? Probably not Kiel McCarr um, for multiple reasons. But are there players who might be free agents in Colorado who the Seattle Kraken should consider? Definitely something that we'll talk about in the offseason, but we're not in the offseason yet, baby. Oh, no. Coming up on Locked on Kraken, let's break down this game. Also want to talk a little bit about game six. I know, I know. It's ancient history. It's the past, but the history is how we got there. And we need to learn going in against Dallas. We need to learn from game six. So we're going to talk about both of those coming up a little bit. And then tomorrow it's the game day in round two of the 2023 NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm going to let you know what we have coming up on tap on Locked on Kraken. This episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Now, I talk to you a lot for the everydayers that I like a morning routine, and usually it involves drinking something just to reset my digestive system, re-energize my body, and Athletic Greens has been one of the ways that I do this. I love that in eight ounces of water, and one scoop of their mix, you are getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. All of the things that I need. I particularly love that once you get your year supply, um, uh, or excuse me, once I particularly love that once you get your order of Athletic Greens, they also give you travel packs. Someone who travels a lot, I think that's fantastic. I love the travel packs and it just helps me make sure that again, I'm getting what I need as someone who's on the, the go, always hustling, always bustling. And I love that the founder thought about ways to make having a healthy lifestyle routine affordable. If you just cut down on your cup of coffee, or for me, it's a kombucha, your daily kombucha for me, you can afford this easy peasy because a routine to keep up with some of these adaptogens, probiotics can be upwards of $100 a day. That's right, a day. We don't need that. You're just going to use Athletic Greens. And because we're feeling good and we love that you are a locked on listener, Athletic Greens has make it easy. They're going to give you a one-year free supply of the immune-supporting vitamin D and the five travel packs that I talked about with your first purchase. All you have to do is head to athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Once again, I am Erica L. Ayala, your host from the very beginning of this wild and crazy ride that is the Locked on Kraken show, your only daily podcast covering the Seattle Kraken. I've been on the road, caught up with the team on the road. Hope to do it again. We'll see what happens in this round two. That's right, because the Seattle Kraken have advanced to the second round. Now, in the first segment, I showed you some of the headlines. We talked about the excitement. You saw my immediate reaction with our our watch party on YouTube. We're having another one tomorrow night. So we did a lot of things. We did a lot of things. Now let's break it down just a little bit more. I want us to break it down just a little bit more here for Locked on Kraken. I told you, go over to our YouTube page. Let us know question of the day. How you feeling? We've got some images here from your some of your favorite, certainly some of my favorite Seattle Kraken moments. Um, so go vote over on YouTube. But uh, what I want to show you now is the stats. How did we get there? And I think I said in my Locked On Now, that's what we you just heard from Chris in the first segment, that it was 31, 32, 30, 31 saves. It was actually like 33 saves for Philip Grubauer. Let's take a closer look at this. Um, so you can see here that Philip Grubauer, I mean, and the Seattle Kraken were leading in a few categories. The Avalanche, once again, and I told you we're going to talk about game six, once again led and in a big way early in shots. They overall had 34 shots to the Seattle Kraken's 27. They also were able to win possession off of the faceoff, you can see there, and they had a power play goal. So those are pretty solid stats, especially coming out of game six. I know, I know. Game six, we don't want to talk about it. You know what? Let's just get this out of the way because we do need to talk about game six. In game six, the Seattle Kraken looked tired. In game six, the Seattle Kraken lost their edge, not literally their ice edge, their skate edge. I mean, they lost their, their moxie. They lost their piss and vinegar. They lost their fight at times, just looked really fatigued, really tired. And that's unfortunate because that was at Climate Pledge Arena, uh, an opportunity to close out the series. And we talked about this a little bit on the watch party last night, but I had to be honest, fam, knowing that game seven, it's on the road. We know the Seattle Kraken play better on the road. We've been talking about that day after day after day on Locked on Kraken. And we talked about, as I mentioned, with Chris in our previews, our squad cast preview, which you can check out in the show notes. We talked about, is this, we're just happy to be there. Are there expectations for Seattle? And I said, it's a little bit of both. The expectations will be dictated by how we play in our first ever playoff series. And going into game six, the expectations were ramped up. They were different than they were in game one or game two or game three or game four or game five. We were in the driver's seat and there was a twinge of a feeling like if the Seattle Kraken couldn't close out the series, that there was some disappointment. We talked about it so much on the live stream. I was absolutely disappointed with Eberly's hit. I hear what he's saying. You know, of course, I believe what he's saying. He didn't intend to injure. That's not the kind of player he is. But you know who else said that? Kale McCarr. He didn't mean to injure. That wasn't the kind of player he is. The point is both hits were bad. Now, we talked about this again on the watch party, the live watch party, but it it is 
it played into my the 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 outcome that I wanted for Eberly not to get suspended. Put that to the side. Do I think Eberly should have gotten a hearing? Yes. Would do I think Eberly should have gotten suspended? Probably yes. Would I have been air quotes okay if he got suspended? Yes, because in hockey we keep saying that we're trying to get certain things out of the game. And he has to have more awareness in that situation. It was a bad hit. We've got now someone with a fractured neck. That's not okay. That's not okay. So between the Everly hit, he didn't get suspended. So there was a lot going into game seven. But game six was not good for us, fam. And I want us to remember it. And we're probably going to talk about this a little bit more as the week goes on. But we need to really learn the lessons and that's where we come to game seven, because I talked about some of these stats. But what was happening is that the Seattle Kraken were setting the tone in the defensive areas, in the defensive uh, zone. And I do mean defensive areas because it's not just in the D zone, but throughout all three zones and playing defense. Now the four check for the Seattle Kraken has always been a strength, but it took them a while in game seven to establish the four check. And I kind of liked that. There was a time where it was extremely uncomfortable to watch this game because it felt almost like the Seattle Kraken, they just weren't Cracking. They weren't ready to uh, figuratively kind of whip that pinball into play. They were very much just kind of teetering, absorbing. At one point on the live stream, I think I even said, is this kind of a rope-a-dope? Like, are we just absorbing and taking all these hits to fatigue Colorado? So then we, boom, come out of the gate. And I don't know that it was necessarily an intentional rope-a-dope, but as the game went on, the Seattle Kraken were still being outshot by double by double digits, but we were up two goals. We took the lead, and that came from finally establishing a good cadence where you could be aggressive, reading, and making hustle plays, winning 50-50 battles. That first, or excuse me, the second goal by Bjorkstrand is set up by Ellie Tolvanen with a poke check along the boards and just wheeling the puck ahead and not wanting to lose that battle. One-handed, Eddie Olchek did a great job, I believe it was in the post game, breaking that down because he joined the Root Sports broadcast after he finished up with the national broadcast, and I loved that. He joined the Root Sports broadcast because we don't get them the rest of the way. Anyway, it we learned our lesson from game six to game seven. And this is something that individual Seattle Kraken players have done. I've talked a lot about, um, you know, I've talked a lot about Maddie Beneers being that kind of player where, you know, he can go on the ice and immediately make a difference based on what he was practicing and what he experienced in last game. But that's probably one of the most noticeable times that we saw a game-to-game -game change that Seattle was able to make. 
and I am here for it. They did it at the right time. They found a way to win in the most Seattle Kraken hockey way. Again, look at these stats. Look at these stats here. We, you know, we were not dominating this game. We didn't score on the power play. We didn't even have any power play opportunities. Um, we did establish ourselves in hits, 46 hits to 23 and in blocks. Good grief. We had so many amazing blocks, but you know what else we had? And some of y'all probably owe him an apology. We had Groove. So let's hear from the man, the myth, the legend, Philip Grubauer, after this game. Yeah, incredible. Uh, means a lot to, to to the organization and this team, and obviously for the people that have written us off earlier in the season or since the start. Um, yeah, here we are, and it's been great. How satisfying is this for the, the slopper room? Absolutely, it's it's huge. But we've shown it all year that we can play with the best, we can beat the best, and obviously um, going into this series. Um, when you look at the regular season games, uh, they were pretty pretty tight and pretty even, so nobody on our side thought like they were going to sweep us in four games. It means a lot to the franchise, but what does it mean to you? Yeah, obviously, personally, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It means a lot beating or ending their season and uh, beating the defending Stanley Cup champions. So lots more to come for, for our group, but that's only a serious one. Did you feel like you were in the zone tonight? Uh, I don't know. You can answer that. Uh, Guys made it really easy for, for me to see pucks, and uh, the ones I didn't see, we did a hell of a job blocking them, even in the first period when, when they came out and, and pushed and I think had their best best period. They had some great chances, and uh, yeah, we were holding against them. For people out of East who were staying up late to watch you who didn't really appreciate this team, what do you think this team showed in this series? What do you think it proved? Uh, a lot of things. Um, resiliency, um, come back like we lost uh, two games, and then... Uh, Find, find, uh, we found our groove and played, played incredible and did the right things. Like I, like I always say all year, we sacrificed the individual success for the team success, and uh, yeah, it's been good. I love that. We sacrificed individual success for team success. Absolutely, that's how the Seattle Kraken got it done by committee coming up next on locked on Kraken, we'll hear from a few more players and a few more storylines that are coming out of this game and then get you ready for what's to come this week on locked on Kraken. we're definitely going to have a squad cast we have some other things because we have to put a bow with our locked on nhl fans we have to put a bow on the round one series. So you're going to be see plenty of hashtag content coming out and we can't wait for all of that. Cause the Seattle Kraken in their first playoff run have advanced to the second round, become the first ever NHL franchise to beat the defending champions in the first round to advance to round two. Let's bring it on more history to come. We're going to have it all for you right here on locked on Kraken. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. My name is Erica L. Ayala. I am your host of Locked on Kraken. We are your daily show five times a week coming to you as part of the Locked on Podcast Network. We have amazing people that are covering the Seattle Kraken. We might be able to get some of them on the show. But remember, we're your only show 
on a daily basis. And we've been having a lot of fun in these um in these watch parties. So if you haven't already joined us, make sure you do that. Um, it's going to be a good time. So the first one will be tomorrow night and you can watch either on a platform called playback where we're watching the same broadcast in real time together. Or what a lot of people do is they just watch and you saw that reaction. So I'll have a camera that's on me as I'm watching the game. And then we're having a chat. We have an active chat on both platforms, but a lot of people have been saying they like the YouTube format because it's all in one place. We're all together. We've built a community. We've got Megan and Striatic and Lindsay. Biscuit helped out as we we're getting through some of the, the more dicey times. So if you see value in this show, if you see value in our watch parties and our live reaction parties, make sure you subscribe to Locked on Kraken. For our audio friends, I will do my best to keep up with some bonus content. I know you've asked for that in the past. So we'll try to make sure we have as many things to cross over for audio as possible. But if you can, subscribe on YouTube. We passed overnight. Uh, so when Game 7 started, we were just under 600 subscribers. Now we've surpassed that. So we really want to try and get to a thousand subscribers. I'd love to do that. That allows us to do things like super chats and bring in more revenue for this here podcast, which means that I get to go to more Seattle Kraken games, whether in Seattle on the road. So help out the channel and get more locked on Kraken content coming from yours truly. All right. So we've got the, the live watch party because it's a game day tomorrow. Now we're playing the Dallas Stars. A few things that we need to know. We're going to go into this more tomorrow because again, we're going to have a fun squad cast, but what we need to know about Dallas they are a little more rested, and I do think fatigue was a factor for Seattle, especially in game six. So we went from Denver now to Seattle. The Seattle Kraken will have media availability at my local time because now they're on central time. Later, um, so that's around 1 p.m., I believe, Pacific time, they should be having their media availability. So as always, check on YouTube. And again, I'll do a better job on audio, putting up some bonus content, but let me know. Um, reply at locked on, uh, locked on Kraken on YouTube. You can reply to me. That's my social media handle at elindsay08, E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-08. Or you can email locked on Kraken, all one word, at gmail.com. What kind of bonus audio content do you want? The post games, things like that. My live reaction snippets. I've been cutting those up. So let me know. <clears throat> but so here's how it's going to go. We will have some of the videos on the YouTube page from the media availability. It will likely be Dave Haxel, maybe one or two players. We'll have that up for you. Already on social media is some of what you've seen on the live shows. We have the link for the, the live watch along, watch party, whatever you want to call it, live reaction show. That's in the show notes and on social media. And also the playback link, if you prefer to actually be watching the game 
that's how we can do it. We're watching the same feed together, but you can also comment. And sometimes I can pull people up on stage. So if you want to talk to me in real time uh, or to the rest of folks, that's a good way to do it. Um, and then on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kraken, we are going to have a special playoffs round two squad cast with Dane from the Locked on Stars. Now, I mentioned they already have some rest. Um, they were a team that gave us a lot of trouble. And if you remember, for those who watched it either on social media or on YouTube, I'll make sure to post that up again. But Everett Fitzhugh liked the Colorado matchup and favored that matchup over Dallas in round one. And I am inclined to agree with him. Now, another thing that we know, and if you watch back, there's a whole playlist that's called Seattle Kraken media availability. There's also a whole playlist, which is also just NHL playoffs coverage. But then there's also a playlist that's Dave Haxtell everything every time we talk about him every time he talks to us anyway so there's a video of dave haxtell when i was in seattle for the first ever postseason practice dave haxtell and this is a message that he was ringing true for the first few days said that the seattle kraken played well against they played well against Western Conference opponents. So now Dallas is in the Western Conference, but that's not one of the teams that we played best against. In three games versus the Dallas Stars, we have a win, we have a loss, we have an OT loss. Um, yeah, OT loss. So we were 500. We gave up 13 goals, scored 10 goals. Our Power play was at 12.5%. Our PK against Dallas, 55.6%. Um, um, so, you know, not bad, but not great. And we did play Dallas in a stretch where we weren't at our best. So what to expect, we'll make sure you tune in on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kraken, where again, I will be with Dane from Locked on Stars. He also does some stuff for Locked on NHL. We're gonna be we're gonna be with Gil and do a recap of a round one. Again, we have the squad cast tomorrow with uh, a preview of the series with Dane for round two. We're gonna have the the media availability from later today and all that and more right here on Locked on Kraken, either wherever you catch podcasts on YouTube or by following us on social media. I mentioned it before, but worth mentioning again, you can follow the show at Locked on Kraken on Instagram, on Twitter. You have us on YouTube and you can follow Black Rosie Media on TikTok, where is, that's where I also post some Locked on Kraken stuff. So that is going to do it for our show. Recharge those batteries, Seattle hockey fans, because we know what we have to do. We're going to hold fast. We're going to stay true. We're going to hang on to Biscuit for good luck and wear our Sue Bird jerseys and bucket caps. We're going to do it all because we are not done yet. Let's go Kraken. I'll see you on the next episode of Locked on Kraken. Peace.